Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 257 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for choosing us to know you. Thank you for teaching us as we read your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 11. We read the familiar story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Jesus did everything he did for the glory of God. In verse 4, he explains that Lazarus' sickness wasn't to end in death as it appeared it would. He said it was to honor God and promote his glory. The Pharisees were already after Jesus at this point. In fact, when Jesus told his disciples they were going back to Judea, they resisted. Then they agreed to go with him and talked about being willing to be killed alongside of him. The danger was real for them and Jesus. However, Jesus never backed down from danger. He walked into it. His action of raising Lazarus from the dead would anger the Pharisees even to the point that they wanted to kill Lazarus too. Many people believed in Jesus because of this huge miracle. I love the interchange between Martha and Jesus when she told him if he were only there, her brother's death wouldn't have happened. Jesus said, I am myself the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever continues to live and believes in, has faith in, cleaves to, and relies on me, shall never actually die at all. Do you believe this? Well, Jesus never stops teaching and encouraging the ones he's close to, and he is close to us. He will never stop teaching or encouraging us either. May our hearts draw close to him. And may he put an extra measure of belief in our hearts today as we read this story one more time. At the end of the chapter, we read that Jesus retreated to Ephraim, and we see the Old and New Testament collide as we have just read about Ephraim in Isaiah. We start a new book today in the New Testament, the book of Philippians. Paul wrote this letter from prison shortly after he wrote to the Ephesians, Colossians, and to Philemon. It was likely during his first imprisonment in Rome. The Philippians were big givers. They had given a huge financial gift to the poor church in Jerusalem and now gave to Paul to help him in his need. His thankfulness for their generosity is seen in this letter. Well, let's see what he is writing to them in chapter 1. He starts out by thanking them for their financial gifts, and then he writes, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Just as we read about Jesus' constant teaching to the people as he walked this earth, Paul writes the same thing here. God will continue to bring us up higher in our walk with him until we meet him in heaven one day. Paul also prays that their love may grow to its fullest extent so they would operate in all the knowledge and discernment to learn what is truly important and live according to Christ's example. He desires righteous living for them which comes through a close relationship with Christ. Paul writes that his imprisonment furthers the kingdom. He testifies to the imperial guard and many come to believe in Christ because of him. I appreciate Paul for writing about love and joy as he is imprisoned. Whether he is free or not, he shares Christ with all who will hear him. His vigor for the Lord never changes. May God impart love and joy into our hearts, regardless of our circumstances. Well, let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in Isaiah chapter 23. He prophesies against Tyre, which was a powerful city of commerce located on the edge of the sea. In King David's time, we read that King Hiram of Tyre provided timber, among other things, to build a house for the Lord. 
There was good that came from Tyre, but Isaiah sees the bad too. He saw how this city of commerce was overtaken by materialism and pride. God used the Assyrians and Babylonians to take the city down. They were allowed to grow and prosper again after 70 years. However, the city has been taken down by other countries since that time and is now pretty much a wasteland. In chapter 24, Isaiah stops prophesying about certain countries and shares what he sees for the world. We can only imagine what the world will look like when God comes to judge it. It is turned upside down, as Isaiah writes. No certain demographic fares better than another, rich or poor, king or pauper. He writes about the wasteland, the mourning, the punishment, and the loss of joy for everyone that remains. In verse 14, he writes, But these who have escaped and remain lift up their voices, they shout. For the majesty of the Lord they cry aloud from the Mediterranean Sea. There are a few people who live through the great tribulation and will come to know and serve the Lord. So we read about the glory they give God. However, just as Revelation tells us of the great earthquake, we read the earth shakes violently in verse 19. God will judge the world one day. We can be thankful. We are saved by Jesus and will not suffer the wrath of God as those who don't know him will suffer. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 76. Asaph starts out writing about God and how he is great. He writes about how God saves them in war and causes the enemy to fall. Much of this psalm talks about God's judgment, just as we are reading in Isaiah. Verses 8 and 9 say, You caused sentence to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still, when God arose to establish judgment to save all the meek and oppressed of the earth. May we revere and worship Almighty God. He is our maker and creator of everything, and his judgment will come against the wicked. We can be thankful we are chosen to know him and worship him. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for choosing us to know you and worship you. You are almighty God and we praise your name. Impart more wisdom and understanding in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.